Needless to say, this stream right here 
may offend quite a few people. From fans to family members to friends. Please vacate the premises. If you are naturally prone to butthurtedness or are in need of a large supply of preparation H. Because as the old saying goes, the truth will set you free, but it's gonna piss you off first. Shout out to Bluff City Nerd. He said, what's good, AM? Just came from the mall with some new polo drip. That's what's up, bro. Feel good to look good. You know what I'm saying? You know, of course, I got on my bathing ape. This says, ape never kill ape. <laughs> and y'all probably like, well, wait a minute, angry man. You got the camo? Yeah, I got the camo for the camo. And you're probably looking at that blue. You're probably like, that blue is a different color blue. No, nah, but it matches. I got a bunch of blues in my jeans. Got yellow, got this color blue, this color blue. So it's all good. Y'all probably don't even, y'all movie heads will probably notice the reference with the Bathing Ape logo and the Statue of Liberty. If you're not a movie head, you're not going to pick up that reference. So, <clears throat> oh yeah, shout out to, shout out to Mr. Super Smash 07. So here's what I notice. I'd be so glad when this clears up. I will never pop another pimple on my nose ever again. I remember when I was younger, my girl cousins, they used to say, never pop nothing that's in the middle of your face. Like anything that's in the middle of your face, just leave it alone. Now I know why. <clears throat> but... I've been going through some goofiness the past couple of days, y'all. Y'all probably was like, yo, Angry Man done fell back. He ain't going as hard as he usually go. Because I haven't been doing two shows, right? I took the weekend off. Monday, I did one show. Yesterday, I did one show. So you probably ask yourself, what's going on? Why is Angry Man not doing two shows, right? Well, over the weekend, my freaking AC in my apartment started tripping. And I don't know what's going on with my apartment complex. They changed management like they changed their drawers. And whether you know it or not, when you're trying to get something fixed in an apartment complex and they're constantly changing management, it makes it difficult to get stuff fixed. 
like it should. I literally had to threaten these, you know what, with legal action, right? Had to have my lawyer contact them just to get them to do what they're supposed to do. Now me, I like my place to be at a nice temperature between seven, excuse me, between 68 to 70 degrees, right? Between 68 to 70 degrees. Right? And needless to say, the past couple of days, I wasn't able to do that, which is why y'all notice I didn't do a show in the studio. I didn't do a show in the studio because when my computer gets to working really hard, it has to be cool in there. Right? So, I had to threaten them with legal action, which isn't really going to make a difference after probably after this month because I have a freaking real estate agent looking for a house as we speak because I'm tired of the apartment crap. But they finally fixed the AC today. So I'm happy about that. And my freaking ice maker went out on me. My ice maker went out on me. I said to order a new ice maker, which I'm really angry about because I hate having to buy anything twice. But I said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. First time I bought it, I bought it through Amazon. And I saw people complaining, saying that when you buy it through Amazon, you know, if it messes up or whatever, they don't want to replace it or whatever. I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This time, I'm going to order it directly through the company that makes it so that I can get the warranty and all of that good stuff because I'm not trying to keep replacing ice makers. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, on to the topic. And needless to say, I need you guys to make sure you support the channel. You can do so by going to Cash App Dollar Sign The Angry Man. Make the Cash App ring during the stream. Because it don't mean a thing if you don't make the Cash App ring during the stream. Y'all already know what it is. I saw a topic. Apparently, there was a back and forth between Mr. Fantastic and DJ Kuda. Yet again.
Now, I didn't see the original video. The only reason I know about it is because my homie Grinch did a video about it. Breaking down what the conversation or what the kerfuffle, what the skirmish, what the back and forth was about, right? And I'm listening to the back and forth or what the back and forth is supposed to be. Shout out to Peaceful Pulley. And I said to myself, I said, I said, wow, right? Cave, appreciate you. I said, wow. Based upon what Grinch said, I could immediately put together what's going on, right? Immediately. And I thought about it. I said to myself, because, you know, earlier today, my my two oldest got into an argument about something and i had to clear it up right shout out to the famous davis he said i ain't never ever 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 when are they gonna stop being goofy this space is doomed vita was right though click clack so Why is it whenever there's an argument or a disagreement or some sort of back and forth in this space, why do I feel like everybody misses the bigger picture? Why do I feel obligated to come in like a YouTube father and personify what's being said. Analyze what's being said. Break down what's being said because a lot of these arguments are juvenile. I'm not even gonna tell you no lie. They're, they're juvenile. Now, now don't get it twisted. I don't have a problem with Fantastic or Cuda. I'm actually cool with both of them. For the most part, Fantastic has always saluted me, gave me respect, just like DJ Cuda. And I'm not one of those dudes that picks friends. If, if, if two people I'm cool with have a problem with each other, I just let them hash it out. Now, if Fantastic say something about Cuda, Maurice, appreciate you. If Fantastic say something about Cuda that's messed up, but it's funny, I'm going to laugh at it. I'm going to just keep it funky. I'm going to just keep it funky. So if you're watching this Cuda, if Fantastic roasts you and it's funny, I'm going to laugh my ass off. I'm not even going to lie. Now, by the same token, if you're watching this Fantastic 
If Kuda roasts you and it's funny, I'm going to laugh at it. I'm going to laugh at it. I'm not going to pick sides, but I'm going to laugh at the jokes. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you right now. So don't take it. So if I'm laughing at one of you niggas, don't take it as that mean angry man picked a side. No, I just find it funny when niggas roast each other. I'm sorry. Some of the shit y'all be saying be funny as fuck. For real. Miles, appreciate you said paying dues AM. I have an off topic question. What are the top five books on business and money? I want to be an entrepreneur and be good with money. Top five books. Top five books are going to be um, The Law of Success in 16 Lessons by Napoleon Hill. The Law of Success in 16 Lessons by Napoleon Hill. Thou Shall Prosper by Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Um... Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. And The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. Because in order to be a good entrepreneur, you got to be good with money. Okay? Rich Dad, Poor Dad will help you with the entrepreneurial mind state. Robert Kiyosaki is good at that. T. Harv Eker, Secrets of the Million Mind, Millionaire Mind, that'll help you change your money blueprint. Thou Shall Prosper by Daniel Lappin will help you with uh, understanding the flow of money and deprogramming yourself from thinking that money is evil. Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey will help you with uh, actually prioritizing your money and the law of success in 16 lessons will help you with the mastermind concept so those are my five honorable mention if you want to be more productive uh, four hour work week by uh, Tim Ferriss so that should help you out. Um, getting back to what I was saying, right? But Angry Man don't read, y'all. Angry Man can rattle off books and the authors and what the books are about. But Angry Man don't read, y'all. <laughs> Angry Man don't read. I don't read. Because niggas don't read. Apes don't read. Park apes do not read. Park apes do not read, right? But anyway, like I was saying, Kuda and Fantastic, if you roast each other, I'm going to laugh about it. But I will say I am extremely disappointed in the argument that is taking place. 
Why am I disappointed about the argument? Right? Y'all like how I do that? Y'all like how I just, you know, I'll stare off into space and just ask myself a question. Why am I disappointed by the argument? Y'all like that, right? Makes me look deep and introspective. You know, you just stare off into space. To be or not to be, that is the question. You just stare off into space and shit. Make yourself seem deeper than you actually are. But the reason why I'm disappointed in that argument is because this is just the... Well, for those of you that didn't hear the argument, let me break down what the argument was about. And this is from Grinch's synopsis of the argument, you know, whatever. Shout out to Dark Power. Grinch basically said that Mr. Fantastic was trying to say that these dudes, I guess Kuda and whoever else, were not about their business, right? was basically saying that, you know, you guys have jobs, but you don't have any professions. Jobs and no professions. And I get that. I get where that discussion could go. I get where that argument could come from. But that is a one-dimensional argument. And it is a very disappointing argument. It is disappointing in numerous ways. It is disappointing that two brothers would be arguing about something as arbitrary as that. But it's mostly disappointing because no one seems to see the bigger picture. Right? D-Rock D, appreciate you. No one seems to see the bigger picture. This is why I constantly have these arguments about college degree versus no degree priorities versus not having any priorities this is why i have these arguments right because no one seems to see the bigger picture no one seems to see the bigger picture right so it's disappointing to me Miles said, doubling up for yesterday's fire, the stream was eye-opening and answered a lot of questions I had as a young black man. Appreciate you, angry man. No doubt. Appreciate you, fam. This is going to be an eye-opener, too. This is going to be an eye-opener, and this is going to hurt some feelings. This is going to hurt a lot of feelings. I think niggas is going to be talking shit about me after this one. But I really don't care. Because even though we're over here on the street conservative, I'm talking boss language, right? So, the reason why this entire conversation is disappointing to me is because this conversation... As you can see from my title, 
This conversation is refried Ray Rays versus leftover lames. Refried Ray Rays versus leftover lames. Why am I calling it that? I'm calling it that because Negroes in this space continue to refry leftovers and serve it up like it's something brand new. You Negroes so desperately want to have this Pookie and Ray Ray versus educated, lame and classic men conversation. Y'all want to have this conversation so bad. But more to the point, you want to draw that line in the sand so desperately. You want to create that division so desperately. And I've said it so many times. I've said it so many times. You only represent 14% of the population as a group. And the women outnumber you by 3 million, 3 or 4 million, something like that. So, black men, you are the smallest demographic in America. You do not have the ability. Well, excuse me, you have the ability but you do not have the convenience of being divided. I don't know how many times I got to say that. Shout out to Malcolm in the middle. He said yesterday's show was good. Appreciate you. You do not have the luxury of creating divisions amongst yourself. I don't know how many ways I got to say that. Do you have to agree with each other 24-7? No, you don't. Do you have to like each other? No, you don't. But you have to stop categorizing black men. And you most certainly have to stop categorizing black men based upon everyone else's categories. American Negro said, let the church say amen. Hashtag double M. T Dollar said, big bro, what's a classic man? Classic man is a dude who dresses and behaves more like the boomer generation or the greatest generation. In other words, you know, they wear a suit and tie. When they're not wearing a suit and tie, they wear, you know, casual. They, they're basically, they're basically not a street dude or not a thug. You know, a classic man would be, uh, Classic man would be like your Robert F. Smiths. Okay? Classic man would be like your Robert F. Smiths. You know? In other words, classic in the sense that he does the things that are timeless. Right? His persona is timeless. You know? You can't really tell the difference between a, a classic man from this day and age and a classic man from the 50s or the 20s you know what i'm saying shout out to ray clemens he said thank you am please put the nail in the coffin that conversation is dead and stinking 
and I'm sick of the smell. Me too, bro. Me too. And I'm about to burst a whole lot of bubbles today. Should I burst they bubbles, Ray? Should I bust they bubble? I'm about to bust the bubble wide open. I'm about to bust the bubble wide open. But they keep having this conversation and they keep trying to repackage it so you don't know what the fuck it is, right? You you guys are treating this Pookie and Ray Ray versus educated, lame, and classic man argument like it's the mystery meat in the cafeteria. We know what the mystery meat is. You're not fooling nobody. We know you took the, whether you and the, they do that in schools, they do that in prisons where they take the leftover food from the day before and try to repackage it as something else. That's what you're doing. That's why when you're in jail and, and they give you punch, it tastes like it got a little bit of tea in it. The reason why is because they had tea yesterday, Negro. And what they did is they said, ooh, let's take the leftover tea, pour a little bit of punch in there, and make some some new mixture and give it to them. Why? Because that's them trying to save resources and shit like that. All that old bullshit, right? Or, or the day before, they had meatloaf. And then today, you got beef stroganoff. You know where that beef strogi came from? That's the leftover meatloaf. And they just threw some noodles in there to, 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 to throw you off, right? That's all that conversation is. Apparently, the guys that are with Cuda and, and, you know, Fantastic is putting the Pookie label on them. And Cuda and them, they're putting the Educated Lane label on Fantastic and whoever's with Fantastic. Right? So... All this is, is the same argument being refurbished, the same argument being repurposed. And I could have swore this argument was dead. I could have swore this argument was over. Now, now, why do I feel like, why, why am I one of the main individuals that feel like that argument should be over? The reason why is because there are guys out here in the world that completely and totally destroy the Pookie and Ray Ray versus Educated Lame and uh, 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 Classic Man argument. There are guys out here that do not fit in either of those categories. They are somewhere in the middle which completely destroys that argument. And you know how I know there are guys out here like that? Because I'm one of them, goddammit. Hell, they made an entire TV show about one. What do you think Franklin is on Snowfall? And before you say, oh, that's just a TV show. 
yeah, a TV show loosely based off of Rick Ross. What you think Freeway Ricky is? What you think? What do you think James St. Patrick from Power is? What do you think Jay-Z is? What do you think Stringer Bell is? See, here's a scary thought. Here's a scary thought that a lot of you are not willing to accept. You know what the scary thought is? Samurai Will, you said facts. They got the same viewpoints as women. They do. But you want to know what the scary thought is? Press one if you would like to know what the scary thought is. Press one if you would like to know what the scary thought is. The scary thought is it's not the street nigga, the hood dude, the pookie or the Ray Ray that is the quintessential black man. By that same token, it is not the educated lame or the classic man that is the quintessential black man. The truth of the matter is, it's the individuals that are in the middle that are the quintessential complete man. That's the part y'all don't get. And that's why this argument is stupid. If you are a black man and you're a quote unquote educated lame or you're a quote unquote uh, 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 classic man and you have no street smarts or you have no swagger or you have no style, or you have no game, you are deficient. You are not a whole, complete man. If you are a street nigga, a thug, a hood nigga, a pookie, and a ray ray, but you never pick up a book, you never educate yourself, you never cultivate your mind, you never learn new skills to improve your repertoire. Then you are a deficient man. See, the argument should not be Pookie and Ray Ray versus educated lane. The argument should be when is Pookie and Ray Ray going to step their game up and when is the educated lane going to step his game up? That should be the damn argument. That should be the argument.
The complete man is the man that can move in either circle. See, they used to have a name for that back in the day. What was it called? What was it called? Oh, yeah. Renaissance man. See, the truth of the matter is, and this is going to really piss off a lot of people. The truth of the matter is the educated lame is mad at the Pookies and the Ray Rays because the Pookies and the Ray Rays have something the educated lame doesn't have. The Pookies and the Ray Rays are mad at the educated lames because they have something that the Pookies and Ray Rays don't have. Nah, I said I agree, but it's hard because neither fully accepts you. It's crazy. Well, it's not meant for neither of them to accept you. Because what you got to realize is that there are a lot more of us than there are of them. If you really want to be honest about it. But the black men who have a balance, the black men who are well-rounded, where do you think the term well-rounded comes from? The black men who are well-rounded, who have a balance, are ignored. Why are we ignored? Because the world would rather acknowledge the men who have deficiencies. The world would rather acknowledge the black man who is incomplete. See, when you come across a black man who is intelligent as well as strong, who is educated as well as charismatic, who can maneuver in corporate America and the business world just as easily as he can maneuver in the hood or the black community. See, you don't call him a Pookie or a Ray Ray. You don't call him an educated lame. You don't call him a classic man. You don't call him a hood nigga. You don't call him a street nigga. You know what you call him? A man. A man. That's what you call them. See, I, I, I don't like that argument because I can congregate 
with any of the types that you're talking about. I can hang out with the black nerds. I can hang out with the black geeks. I can hang out with the classic men. I can hang out with the hood niggas. I can hang out with the pookies and the ray rays. I can hang out in any circle. And I think that's why, I think that's part of the reason there's so many dudes in this space that don't like me. I can get into an intellectual debate with a college educated brother. And I can get into a fist fight with a hood nigga. I don't view either either as being separate. And the reason why I don't view either as being separate is because this a man's world. And men debate. Men debate religion. Men debate politics. Men debate philosophy. But men also fight. Men also knuckle up. Men also protect. Men build. Men manage money. Men make money. Men also pull bitches. See, the problem in this space that nobody wants to acknowledge is that we have a lot of men in this space that have deficiencies. A lot of men in this space lack certain things. But instead of taking the time to cultivate the things that they lack. To learn the things that they don't know how to do. They want to get angry at the next man who already knows how to do it. And that's on both sides. The Pookies and the Ray Rays are angry because the educated lames can move in certain circles that they can't move in. The educated lames are mad at the Pookies and the Ray Rays because they seem to be better adept at talking to women and getting the things they want out of women and getting more respect in the community, right? So there's going to be a lot of people offended. But why is it? Let me ask you guys this question. <clears throat> why is it I'm one of the few content creators that see these arguments and see this? And the first thing I think to myself is, OK, that's a pointless argument. Why do I always have to get up here? Pat my hand. And bring some clarity to the entire situation. And I haven't burst the bubble yet. 
the bubble pop is coming. I'm, I haven't burst the bubble yet. I'm going to burst the bubble in a minute. But before I burst any bubble, yo, hold on. Shout out to Peaceful Pulley. He said, I had to double up for this one, OG. Appreciate you. Yo, we still need 13 people to hit the cash app. We need 13 people to hit the cash app. Because I'm just, I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. One, I don't know why. I don't know why Fantastic and Kuda keep arguing with each other. But I'm not going to judge too much because there's a few individuals up here I've argued back and forth with. So I guess that's part of the growing pains. Me personally, at this point, I refuse to argue with anybody. I'm not arguing with nobody. I'm not going to sit on no panel and argue with nobody about nothing. I'm not going to do it. Not gonna do it. I'm not gonna sit up here and go back and forth with niggas. It ain't gonna happen. Okay? But what I really found interesting was the argument about guys who have a bunch of jobs. Versus guys who have a profession. Right? Because what Fantastic said was. A lot of you guys have a bunch of jobs. But you don't have no profession. In other words. You don't have a marketable skill. Right? Or at least you don't have a skill that. Someone gave you a certification or a certificate or a title or, uh, you know, whatever, right? Now I can understand that argument from this, from this, from the, I can understand that argument from the stance that we do need people in STEM. We, we need scientists, we need doctors, we need researchers. We need engineers. We, we need those things. There, there are some professions we definitely need. And you're going to have to go to school to learn that. You feel me? There's some things you can't get out of the mud. Some things you have to learn. You know, you have to learn that trade. You have to learn that skill. Okay. But let's just be honest. Most of the guys up here are not scientists. Most of the guys up here are not physicians. We might have one or two engineers, but I doubt we have a lot of engineers up here, right? Now, if there are guys up here that have those skills and all of that, then, you know, excuse the hell out of me, but you got me fooled because I don't see nobody up here having conversations about it. I don't hear no guys up here talking about the finer points of being an engineer. I don't hear guys up here talking about the finer points of being a physician. Shout out to Raymond. What I do hear is a lot of bickering. What I do hear is a bunch of tea parties. 
You know, I hear a bunch of tea parties. You know, I hear a bunch of divas sitting around sipping wine or a bunch of little girls sitting around sipping tea in the shade. That, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. Now, I'm going to stop stalling y'all out. I'm going to just go ahead and burst the bubble. Press one if y'all want me to burst the bubble. Why that whole argument is irrelevant. Shout out to Devin. Press one if you want me to burst the bubble. And we still need 12 people. I said we needed 13 people. We had one person hit the cash app. We need 12 people to hit the cash app. Because I'm about to fire up the grill. I'm about to throw the... I'm about to throw the I'm about to throw the burgers on the grill. You about to hear the sizzle. Right? At the end of the day, to raise the argument on one side. Man, I got two or three jobs. Right? Because that's one side of the argument. I got two or three jobs. I work. The other side of the argument is I have a profession. What's going on, Kendra? So Fantastic told them that, you know, he told Kuda instead of investing in Mike's, he needed to invest in his life. He told Kuda that, you know, he told Kuda that a lot of y'all niggas got jobs, but you don't have no professions, right? The argument of brothers having a bunch of jobs versus brothers having pro a profession is a null and void argument. It is a pointless argument. And the reason why it's a pointless argument, are you ready for it? David, appreciate you. He said, future software engineer. And, and, you know, this is the street conservative, but I'm not about to be conservative. I'm about to hit you with some boss talk real quick. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you have a profession or a bunch of jobs. Because at the end of the day, if you are not your own boss, everybody can shut the fuck up. Norris, appreciate you said cook, AM cook. If you are not your own boss, none of that shit matters. None of that shit matters. All of those talking points are irrelevant. Now, you all know me. 
You know I'm not just going to put that out there and just leave it there. You know I'm going to break down for you why all of that shit is irrelevant unless you are your own boss, right? Well, let's start with the most obvious reason. And look, this is no insult to people that have nine to fives. If you got a nine to five, it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. Blah, say, blah, whatever. Okay. But for the purposes of this stream, I'm going to have to be raw and uncut. For the purposes of this stream, I'm going to have to hurt some feelings. Do y'all mind? Press one if you mind. Not that I give a fuck what everybody thinks. I do care about what my audience thinks. I do care about the people who support me. I care what y'all think. But do you mind if I be raw and uncut for one second? Shout out to Raymond. Appreciate you. The reason why none of that argument matters, unless you are your own boss, is because when you come from a background where your people spent hundreds of years working for free, to build the wealth of this country, you would have to be insane to work for someone else in a day and age when you don't have to. When your people bled, died, worked from sun up to sundown without receiving any type of reward, without receiving any of the fruits of their labor, I don't want to hear no argument from any black man that says, I got two and three jobs. But the two and three jobs you have is making somebody white rich. I don't care if you have a profession or a degree. If what you're doing is making someone else rich. Now, I do understand the world we live in. I do understand that it's almost impossible for you not to make somebody some damn money. But the goal is to limit and mitigate how much prosperity you provide for somebody else as opposed to your damn self. Now that's one side of it. That's one part of it. That's one small part of it. But even though it's not a small part, that's one part of it, right? 
because I'm going to tell you the truth. And this is just me. This is just my humble opinion. Whenever I hear niggas with profession arguing with niggas who don't have a profession, they just have jobs. Or niggas with jobs arguing with niggas who have a profession. All I hear is a bunch of slaves arguing over the fact that one slave is picking cotton and the other one is tilling the goddamn field. That's all the fuck I hear. That's all I hear. All I hear is one slave thinks he's better because master gave him a special hat. That's all the fuck I hear. Well, you know, Master gave me this hat. That means I'm an impotent Negro. I'm more impotent than you. So you got two Negroes standing on the plantation. And whether you have a profession or a job, you're making somebody on that plantation. You're making that plantation master rich. Only difference is, unlike the plantation, you're actually making some money. You're just getting a little bit more money than your forebearers got. And the funny thing about the whole shit is while the two of you stand on that damn plantation... One arguing because he picks cotton and the other arguing because he's tilling the field. And you're debating who's more important. You're too stupid to realize that both of you could team the fuck up, get your own damn plantation and make each other rich. Because whether you got a job or a profession, you both have fucking skills. But you lack the one skill that matters. Foresight. You also lack the ability to cooperate with each other. Now sure, you'll, you'll make master rich all day. And you'll be happy with any accolades he give you. You'll be happy with whatever trophy he gives you. And whether you know it or not, all of that, all of that bickering, it goes back to one very simple thing, validation. Validation. Why are you saying, I got four, I got three and four jobs. Who are you trying to impress? Are you trying to impress white people? Are you trying to impress your brothers? We know you're not trying to impress your brothers. Because you can't stand your brothers. So we know we're not, you, we know you're not trying to impress your brothers. 
So more than likely, what you're trying to do is you're trying to appease white folk. You're trying to show white folk, look, I'm a good Negro. I'll go work my two and three jobs. I'm not a lazy nigga like you say, even though that's a stereotype and a lie. But you don't want to be put in the lazy nigga category. So you'll go get two and three jobs instead of getting one business that will bring you in the money that two and three jobs will bring you in with less work. But it's too much work at the beginning of starting that business because you're so used to your master laying everything out for you. So you need master's orientation because you don't want to come up with your own orientation. You need master's connections, contracts, and accounts because you don't want to go out and get your own contracts and get your own accounts. You need master's facility because you don't want to put in the work to get your own damn facility. You need master's payroll because you don't want to take the time to have your own payroll. You need master to be in charge for you. So that you know what to do when you go to them two and three jobs. Now as for the Negro with the profession. The reason you feel the need to go out and get your degree or your certification or your skill set is not so that you can go out and be an entrepreneur. It's so you can have job security. Just like that nigga with the with the with the two and three jobs. So you want a profession so that you can go work for some company. And see, in your mind, it's better than the guy with the two or three jobs because the guy with the two or three jobs, that's entry level, which means he could be replaced easily by Massa. So you want your profession so that it's more difficult for Massa to replace you. So that you can continue to live under the security of Massa's uh, 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 benevolence. I told you, a whole lot of niggas ain't gonna like me. I've been saying that since day one. A whole lot of niggas ain't gonna like what I'm saying in this motherfucker. But it's the damn truth. <sighs> See, I'm gonna tell you something that I know. And can't none of you niggas talk shit about me because I've had, I've been in both situations. I've had jobs. Now, I was never foolish enough to try to work two or three. That's just stupid. Why am I saying that's stupid? I'm saying it's stupid because if you have to work two jobs, that means each one of the jobs that you have is not sufficient. Which means you need to pick another route. 
because there's only one commodity in this world that is more valuable than anything else, and that's time. And working two and three jobs to make another motherfucker rich is a waste of fucking time. But I've been on the job side, the entry-level job side, where you can be easily replaced. And I've also been on the profession side. Now, sure, my profession may not have been STEM, but it is a profession. I was a tattoo artist, and I was also a barber. Two professions that are licensed. Two professions that are licensed. Why are they licensed? They're licensed because they deal with health. Okay? Okay. If you don't know the proper technique to sterilize your clippers and shit, that can cause problems for your clients. Same thing with tattooing. If you're not properly sterilizing your workstation, if you're not replacing your needles the way you're supposed to, you could very easily spread something. That could cause a huge problem. So I've been on the profession side as well. Now while the profession side does have more benefits than the just regular job side. I will point this out to you. Being that I'm no longer in that arena. You ain't doing shit. Until you are your own fucking boss. Now, I know many of you will have difficulty understanding this because you think that being a boss is about clout. See, in our culture, in our community, the word boss is tossed around loosely for the purposes of bragging. There's no substance to it. And until you actually become a entrepreneur, a boss, in other words, you work for yourself or you employ other people. You won't understand why I'm saying this. But I'll help you out. In the world we live in. White folk. For a very long time. have put chains on you, shackles. Now, back in the day, the shackles were real. You could see them. But as time went on and you go into reconstruction, you go into the Jim Crow era, the shackles disappeared, but they're still there. There is nowhere where the invisible shackle is more prevalent 
than the workforce. When you work a regular job, the reason why some of you have to have two and three jobs is because the people who run that corporation, they put a ceiling on how much you can make. Now, you can take that as racism, and in some cases it probably is, but in most cases it's economic. Because if I were a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, the last thing I would want to do is pay my workers as much as I can pay them. No, I'm going to pay them the least amount that I can pay them because I want to make a profit. Okay? So when you work a regular job, there's a ceiling over your head. You can only make so much money. I don't care how many hours you work. I don't care how hard you work. I don't care how much you kiss the supervisors and the boss's asses. I don't care what you do. There will always be a ceiling over your head. Now, when it comes to professions, it's the same thing. Unless you take that profession and you become your own boss. So if you're a plumber, right? You work for somebody else. There's going to be a ceiling on your head. Your ceiling may not be as low as the guy working the regular job, but there's a ceiling. You work in corporate America. There's a ceiling. You work as a lawyer. There's a ceiling. You work as a doctor. There's a ceiling. The only time that there won't be a ceiling as a lawyer is if you have your own practice. The only time there won't be a ceiling as a doctor is if you have your own practice. The only time there won't be a ceiling as a plumber, an electrician, carpenter is if you have your own company. Okay? Now, what I finally understood is that you cannot create wealth. You cannot create generational wealth if you are not your own boss. It, you can't do it. You cannot fucking do it. That is not the way capitalism is designed. That is not the way our uh, economy is designed. The way our economy is designed, it's designed so that many can be menial worker bees to lift up the few to be bosses. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. The pyramid is on the back of your dollar for a reason. And there's a reason why the capstone of that pyramid is separated from the pyramid. The reason why is because the boss at the top of that pyramid is not the same as the people at the bottom of the pyramid. His thinking is different. Now, while I understand that everybody cannot be a boss. But see, this is where your small numbers are in favor of you. Now, if there were 200 million of us, I'd say, oh, well, there's no possible way that all of us could be bosses. But there aren't 200 million of us. There's about 40 some million of us. And you say, well, wait a minute, angry man. Are you saying that everybody in the black community could be a boss? 
Yeah. Because only a small percentage of people are going to be bosses. Black community is a small percentage. You say, well, wait a minute, we're a small percentage. If all of us were bosses, that's impossible because everybody can't be a chief. There's no Indians. Well, the reason why you think that way is because you live in a bubble. You live in a fictitious bubble. See, you're not just a black person. You're an American. And of the 14% of us in this country, excuse me, of the black people in this country, we only represent 14%. 14% of the population. So who could we be the boss of? Who could we be the boss of? The other 86%. The other 86% oh my god that that the thought of that the thought of that it probably scared the shit out of you oh, that, that's not that's not possible is it possible you tell me only 10% of the population is above the poverty line which means 90% of the population needs work. 90% of the population needs employment. 90% of the population needs to, to, to be able to feed their family. Why be part of the 90% when you can be part of the 10? I'm going to let y'all think on that while I read these super chats. Shout out to AB Media. He said, Mr. Fantastic got his nerve. Every time I see him, he's mocking another black man's profession. Yeah. Gabe said, skills pay the bills, but not if you want meals. Best boy grip, no doubt. Malcolm in the middle, he said, true. I can't wait. To leave the 9 to 5 even though I make good money and 401k. Another upside, I got a few brothers on. Started them off with 50k. Word. Word. Golden. Appreciate you. Golden says, salute angry man. The message came at the right time. I put in my 30 days notice today. I asked for a small request. My job 
didn't agree to. Been there for three years. Feel you on that. Samurai Will said YouTube is attacking content creators. Also, the plantation is bigger than you think. Shout out to David. He said, future software engineer. Shout out to Ferrari Khan. Shout out to Big Mike. He said, for the cars, that Yankee hat hitting. Appreciate you, bro. I don't see the point in arguing over crumbs. That's, that's my point. I don't see the point in arguing over crumbs. Do, do you know one of the main things prior to this thing, black people, for the most part, did not have the ability to tap into wealth, right? There was a time where black people were impoverished and they just were always going to be impoverished. There was nothing they could use to tap into the wealth of this country. You know what changed? Press one if you want to know what changed. Press one if you want to know what changed the game. And I'll tell you why it changed the game. One-eyed one, appreciate you. Amani said, let's go, AM, appreciate you. Jaron, appreciate you. Bebe said, absolutely correct, appreciate you. G, see, Egg64, he said, bless up, appreciate you. The first thing that changed the game was the emergence of hip-hop. Or as Jizza put it, what these niggas can't see must break through like the woo unexpectedly. See, they didn't expect hip hop to be as big as it was. Or as big as it is. So because they didn't expect it to be as big as it is, they didn't shut it down before it had a chance to blossom. But why did hip hop change the game? Hip-hop changed the game because it gave young black people a taste of entrepreneurship. Now, most of you would say, oh, they're employees. They work for a record label. True. True. They work for a record label. But the record label is technically not their boss. Because with fame and fortune... If those guys were smart, they could parlay their fame and popularity into other businesses. You know, some of them went into clothing businesses. Some of them went into sneaker businesses. Some of them went into uh, uh, liquor. Some of them went into all sorts of different things. 
It gave them a taste of entrepreneurship. It gave them the ability to have a career that didn't have a ceiling on it. Because even if you had a messed up deal, even if you had a 360 deal from a record label, you still were able to go out and do shows and there's no ceiling on that. That's all based on how many shows you want to do. That's all based on how much you charge per show. That's based on how you finagle and finesse the deal with these venues when you do these shows. So now all of a sudden you see these young black dudes with all kinds of money. Now, do they always use that money in the best way? No, not all the time. But nevertheless, it gave them a taste of being entrepreneurs. And that also was a catalyst for inspiring the rest of us to watch somebody like a Jay-Z go from where he was at to where he is now, to watch somebody like Kanye. We've had the privilege because of hip hop to be able to watch individuals go from being in poverty to being wealthy, which is inspirational as fuck. That was a game changer for black people in general. Okay. And I know this because in the early 2000s, when there were no jobs to be had, what I saw black people doing was starting businesses. I saw black people opening clothing stores. I saw black people opening barbershops. I saw black people starting uh, 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 mobile car wash businesses. In the early 2000s, it was nothing for me to see a guy driving around in a truck pulling a trailer that had a water tank on it. I saw numerous black people starting businesses. And that's what changed the game for black people. The only problem is we still have a lot of black people who love the comfort and the security of a job, even though they don't understand there is no security in a job. Okay, this is not the 80s. It's not the 70s. It's not the 60s. You're not going to find a job that you're going to work at for 30 fucking years. Now, the next thing that changed the game is the gig economy. There are many of you out there that don't even have to really start a company. You can be a freaking Uber driver and make a lot of money. There's even economies within economies, right? Now, I don't know if Uber has any rules about this, but, you know, rules were meant to be broken. Let's say you know a bunch of people that don't have cars, but you have five cars. You could write up a freaking contract or make some sort of arrangement with five people to where they can use your cars to drive Uber and you get a percentage of what they make. Now, some of you might say, wow, that, that might actually be a good idea. How'd you come up with that, angry man? I came up with that because I was an entrepreneur long before 
Uber and Uber Eats and uh, Instacart and all of this crap. Right? Now, the other thing that changed the game is the internet. Now, instead of your potential customers being relegated to your geographical location, now the entire world is your customer. You can tap into the entire world market. You see that Malcolm Middle said, my friend drive Uber. He makes 70K and Uber gave him a car. Uber take out payments. I told you, long before Uber came out, I had a mobile oil change business. I had a mobile oil change business. They have a pump. They have a pump that you can put in the back of a trailer and you can advertise that you're a mobile oil change business because a lot of times people don't have time to go get their oil change. They have to take a day off. For the people that have the nine to fives where they work from the morning to the evening, most of the time shops are getting ready to close. So they have to go on a lunch break or take a day off just to go get their oil change. You advertise to them, hey, I come to your job while you're at work. You come out on the break, hand me the keys. I open up the trunk, change your oil while you're at work. Keep it moving. Because the pump thing, the way it works is it, it has a trailer, it has a tank that has the new oil in it. It has a tank that has the old oil in it. You got a pump with a with a freaking line that you don't lift the car up to change the oil. What you do is you unscrew the cap that's on the top of the engine. You run the line all the way down to the bottom where the oil pan is and the pump sucks the oil out of the top of the engine. And then you might have to, depending on where the oil filter is, you might have to jack it up for a second to take the oil filter off and put a new one on or whatever, but it's way more efficient. You do it way more quickly. When the person, you know, you go to the person's job or wherever they're at that day, you have them sign the paperwork, a mechanics lien. You do the work, give them back the keys, they pay you. If they don't wanna pay you after you finish doing the work, you got the paperwork, the mechanics lien, you can take them to small claims court and get your money. Another thing that has changed the game is crypto. Cryptocurrency. Which is another game changer. Right? You could be somebody that works a regular 9 to 5 job. And you could have been saving, say, $10,000. You take that $10,000, spread it across different emerging cryptocurrencies. 
who knows, the next couple of months, you could have parlayed that $10,000 into $50,000, which could then be some of the seed money you need to start whatever profession you're trying to start. See, the reason why most people don't want to be their own boss is because it requires more work, requires more time, requires more energy. Now, some of you are probably going to say, well, wait a minute, angry man, you just said time is the most valuable commodity. So why would I go and start a business that's going to cause me to have to work 80 hours a week or 100 hours a week when I have a job where I only have to work 40? Well, the difference is when you work that job 40 hours a week, sure, you're only working 40 hours a week, but you're only making a certain amount of money. And that job could fire you at any given time. And you're not going to climb no higher. Meanwhile, somebody that starts a business, they may work 80 to 100 hours for the next two years. And then after that, they don't have to work at all. After that, They've set up their business where they're delegating responsibilities to other people. So now they're out, their work week has went from 100 hours to 20 hours a week. They're making way more money. And now they truly have security. Instead of having job security, they have financial security. And they're actually able to set their own schedule, they're actually able to live their life. Meanwhile, three years later, you're still working those 40 hours if that company still has you there. Makes sense. Now, everything that I'm saying, everything that I'm saying is the reason why I say that argument that they were having was an irrelevant argument. It's an irrelevant argument. See, you even have guys in this space that want to. They want to come at me about views and subscribers. They say, oh, but Angry Man, you don't have a thousand or thousands of people watching you. Oh, Angry Man, you, you don't have a hundred thousand subscribers. But the question is, was that my goal? Was that my goal? Was it my goal to have 100,000 subscribers? Was it my goal to have thousands of people watching me? Or was it my goal to help brothers and make money while I'm doing it? See, when Ray Kroc took over McDonald's, the way he was able to finagle it from the McDonald's brothers is he owned the land that the McDonald's were on. See, while everybody thought Ray Kroc was in the hamburger business, he was really in the real estate business. Right? Ray Kroc said, I'm not trying to make 
the perfect hamburger. I'm just trying to make sure that I have a McDonald's on every corner in every city in America and now in the world. And that's why McDonald's can brag that they have over a billion served. That's why Ray Kroc was such a visionary. See, I'm not here for clout. I'm not here for fame. I'm here to tap into the wealth of this country that I wouldn't otherwise be able to tap into to take that money and parlay it into other things. See, I'm not in the YouTube business. I'm in the business business. And I'm not here for bragging rights. I'm here to help as many brothers as I can see the light while I make some money that I can use to invest into other things like businesses, stocks, crypto. So while you Negroes run around here looking for views and bragging rights, I'm good. You can have the fame and you can have the clout. I'd rather have the money. Shout out to BOA. What's going on, bro? He said, I, I'm my own boss, but I'm also my employee of the month. Every month. Salute, bro. You got that right. Let's see. Grinch said, you're not wrong, but entrepreneurship is in you or it's not. The majority won't listen to none of this. Hey. You're right, Grinch. You're right. And the only thing I can say to that is the ones that listen are fucking geniuses. And the ones who don't are dummies. Because I'm literally giving them the blueprint. Which is something that businessmen traditionally don't do. But that goes with any advice that we give. That goes with that goes for the advice I give, that goes for the advice you give, that goes for the advice that BOA gives, that goes for the advice that Kendra gives, that goes for the advice that Bishop gives, that goes for the advice that um grown man business gives. We we can't do only thing we can do is sit it in, in the person's lap. What they do with it from there is their business. What they do with it from there is their business. But the argument that Fantastic and Cuda is having is a ridiculous argument. It's like two guys arguing over who has the better soup in a fucked up restaurant. My soup is better because it's tomato soup. No, my soup is better because it's, cause it's uh, uh, chicken noodle soup. 
Meanwhile, there's roaches and rats running around the restaurant. That's how irrelevant that argument is. That's how irrelevant that argument is. Auntie said, I agree with your stance. Since you come from the streets, they still treat you as a pookie. And even though I fit neither the lame or street category, I get stereotyped as a EL because our culture only has two boxes for us. See, here's the truth, Auntie. Auntie, the truth is you're in the same category as me, bro. I claim the street moniker or the or the hood moniker really to piss a lot of these guys off. But I'm not really in either of those categories like you. I'm not really in either of those categories. I'm just a well-rounded guy who can adapt to my situations. And that's what most of us are. That's what most of us are. You look at somebody like Grinch. Grinch obviously is a street dude, but Grinch also is educated. So how do we just label him a street dude? Or how do we just label him an educated dude? We can't label him either of those things because he's not just one of those things. He's a multifaceted individual, which is what most black men are. That's what most black men are. A lot of these arguments that are being had here in this space are from the guys who are not multifaceted. And that's the problem. The problem is instead of arguing, instead of arguing about what you lack, just step it up. But it's almost like guys are looking for differences so that they have a reason to argue. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The Negroes are looking for arguments. Shout out to who are you said what I'm doing now is creating bug out bags, which is something that most black people don't have or know about. So I'm coding and doing my bug out bag. Yeah. And there's a market for that because you could actually sell those bug out bags. You can sell those bug out bags because people don't want to have to put them together themselves. Or you can do bug out bags that are for specific situations. You feel me? Because sometimes like when I looked up the bug out bags, I would look and the, the pre-made bug out bags. They would have some of the things you needed, but they would always be lacking certain things. So if you come out with a bug out bag that is you know more efficient than the generic ones you feel what i'm saying you you got you got a good business there but niggas are doing that niggas are arguing you know it's like it's like two Negroes that have used cars from a car dealership and and they're both behind on the payments. And they're arguing about who has the better brand car. 
Well, my car is a Chrysler. My car is a Honda. Or no, my car, my car is a Chevy. My car is a Honda, right? So you got two guys over here. One is arguing about his car is better because it's a Honda. The other guy's arguing about his car is better because it's a Chevy. Meanwhile, I'm over here. I don't give a shit which one is the better car because I got stock in both of them. So when either one of them make money, I make money. So if I'm sitting in my Chevy and some nigga says to me, hey, I got a Honda. My car is better than your car. I'll be like, okay. Cool. Yeah, because Hondas are better cars because they last longer and this, that, and third. And I know. Your car is part of your identity. My car is to get me from A to B. But angry man, if your car is just to get you from A to B, why you got to get a new car? Because I want the motherfucker to get me from A to B. And yeah, I want it to look nice while I'm in it. But that's as deeply as I'm invested. In fact, I even thought about trading it today. I thought about trading it for a fucking Tahoe. Because it's just to get me from A to B. And yeah, it looks nice and that's all good and dandy or whatever, right? But I purposely went and bought shares in Chevrolet so that I can mitigate some of the cost of the car because at the end of the day a car is more of a liability than an asset the only way a car is an asset is if your ass drive uber or some shit like that so for every payment i make on this car every dollar i put into this car i try to get some money back by having stock in the company same thing with AT&T, because I use AT&T. But I'm not going to sit around and argue with a nigga whether or not AT&T is better than Verizon. I'm not going to argue with a nigga whether or not Chevrolet is better than Honda. I'm not going to do that. That's a pointless argument. That is a pointless argument. Because at the end of the day, regardless of who wins that argument, who benefited? Who benefited? In fact, if you get to argue with me about Chevy and, and Honda, and you're arguing the finer points of Honda, and then people go out and buy Hondas, you're not going to benefit from that. But I will, because I got stock in the damn company. See, the problem with black men, which has always been the problem with black men, which you have adapted from black women, is your priorities are fucked up. That's the problem. And I can tell your priorities are fucked up 
from the arguments that you have in these spaces. You have a lot of dumb arguments in these spaces. Arguments that lead nowhere. Doesn't put any money in your pocket. Doesn't improve your prosperity. What is the point of that argument? Why do you think white guys don't argue about this shit? White guys will sit up there all day long and argue about the Second Amendment. You know why? Because that benefits them. They will argue all day long about stocks because that benefits them. They will argue all day long about politics because that benefits them. Because it benefits them. So to have an argument about a profession versus jobs is ridiculous because Negroes are caught up in the symbolism more than the substance. Because at the end of the day, a job, a profession, a college degree, any of that shit, the ultimate goal is to make money. That's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to make money. That's why any nigga that comes and argues with me about a college degree versus what I'm doing. The first thing I'm going to ask him is how much money do you make? Well, that doesn't matter because I have a degree and I. Uh, 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 uh. If you got a degree and you make $30,000 a year. And I don't have a degree and I make a million dollars a year. I don't want to hear that argument. I don't want to hear that argument. Because that's a stupid argument. Now, if I don't have no degree and I work at Burger King and you have a degree in uh, engineering and you make 70000 a year, then yeah, I got to listen to that argument. I got to listen to that argument. Because your argument is a hell of a lot stronger than mine. And the reason it's a lot stronger than mine is because of the fucking result. You feel me? It's because of the result. <clears throat> Shout out to L.A. Ramon. He said, to be multi-skilled is a death sentence. I want to spend some crypto for content creators like you. Hey, man, shoot the Bitcoin over here, bro. You can shoot it over here through Cash App. I take it. Ray Clemens, Ray said, well, I can answer that, AM. Some dudes just want to be right all of the time and want to try and be the smartest ninja on YouTube, which does what exactly? I want to know how much that pays. How much does it pay to be right all the time? That's why BWs are broke. The one person on the planet that always wants to be right 
collectively, not collectively, but on average has a net worth of negative $100. See, here's the thing about being right all the time. One, it's impossible. That's one. It's impossible, right? Two, if you are delusional enough to think that you're right all the time, that means that you're not learning anything when you're wrong. I'm going to say that again. If you are delusional enough to think that you are right all the time, that means that when you are wrong, you're not learning anything because you refuse to learn because you are under the delusion that you're right. Now, I'll tell you right now, I'm not right all the time. But how do I base, how do I, how do I gauge whether or not I'm right? I gauge whether or not I'm right based upon the result. So if I do some shit and it didn't work, that means I wasn't right. That means I need to change something. That means I need to make an adjustment. But if I do something and it's bearing results, if I grow a tree and I use a certain type of fertilizer and that tree is bearing more fruit than your fucking tree using a different fertilizer, I don't want to hear about your fertilizer. Your fertilizer is bullshit. If I grow some plants and I use cow manure as fertilizer and you use some fancy fertilizer that comes from Lowe's, but my tree is bearing more fruit than yours, I don't want to hear about your fancy fertilizer. I don't. I'm going to keep using this cow shit because it's working. Because it's working. Speaking of. We still need eight more people to hit the cash app, man. Need eight people to hit the cash app for this raw, uncut truth. That's saving lives. I said it. Saving lives. There's some young dudes watching me right now. That's soaking this shit up. And in 10 years, they're going to be in a better position than a lot of you niggas that sit up here arguing back and forth about arbitrary shit that don't matter. Soul Shader is a prime example. Soul Shader has set up here and soaked up a lot of shit that I've said. He soaked up a lot of shit that Grinch has said. He soaked up a lot of shit that all of us have said. And right now, Soul Shader is holding more than some of you Negroes that's 40-some years old. Q. Wilson is another one. Q. Wilson was in a situation where his wife could have freaking milked him for everything he was worth. But because he listened to us, he got out of that situation. Now she's his ex-wife and she's not entitled to none of his military benefits. None of his money. 
So I'm going to tell you the truth. You ain't got to listen to me. You ain't got to listen to me. But I tell you this. When I was coming up, the dudes I listened to. Yo, shout out to Jerron for the for the uh for the Bitcoin. I appreciate that, bro. You ain't gotta listen to me. But I'm gonna tell you the God's honest truth. When I was coming up, I ignored broke niggas and I listened to dudes that had money. That's what I did. I didn't listen to broke niggas. I didn't listen to dudes that wasn't showing any results. I didn't. I listened to the guys that was showing results. I picked their brains. You feel me? I picked their brains. I I didn't I didn't I didn't listen to broke niggas. In fact, one guy that I know, one of my mentors that was rich, probably still is rich. He told me that if you got 10 broke friends, You'll be the 11th. Excuse me. He said, if you got nine broke friends, you'll be the 10th. Shout out to Jamie. He said, drop them jewels, bro. Appreciate you. Shout out to Sean. He said, thanks for dropping the knowledge. We need six more people, y'all. Shout need six more people. Yeah. The vacuum dealer. Joker's a millionaire off of selling vacuums. A millionaire. A millionaire. In fact, back in 2016, back in 2016, a couple of guys came to my mother's house selling a Kirby vacuum, right? And I bought it. The reason why I bought it because I needed, I had, I had cleared out my credit. And I needed something on my credit to start building my credit up. So I copped the Kirby from him and financed it, right? And I'm sitting there having a conversation with him. And I said, yeah, you know, I used to work for, I used to sell Kirby's too. He's like, word? I was like, yeah, I was under so-and-so. I'm not going to say his name. But I was like, I was under so-and-so. Man, when them dudes heard who I was under, they was like, word, you used to work for him? Fam, he doing it. So even, you know, and I hadn't worked for him since 98, 98, 99, right? Now here it is, 2016, and he's like a freaking legend to these dudes. And trust and believe, when I was around that dude, I soaked up every bit of knowledge he gave me. Every bit of knowledge that I got from him, I apply it now. I use it now. Real talk. Real talk. Yo, we need six more people, you guys. Hit the cash app, support the show, man. Y'all would rather y'all would rather support a show where, where it's a bunch of Negroes arguing about nothing. Bickering about nothing. Bickering about nothing.
Cornelius said Bill Gates dropped out of Harvard to start Microsoft. Facts. Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of Harvard to start Facebook. Yeah, you were right, Grinch. They're not going to listen to this because you see the numbers dropping. They're not going to listen to this. But they will continue to be broke. They will continue to struggle. Justin, appreciate you. They will continue to struggle. And they'll come over here. They'll come over here and make fun of me. Oh, he he over there begging for cash apps. Don't get mad at me because I know my worth. Don't get mad at me because I set out daily to achieve a goal. While simultaneously giving out priceless information. So you can say whatever you want to say about me, homeboy. Don't make me no difference. A wise man once said, I don't know the key to success, but I definitely know the key to failure. That's trying to please everybody. So I don't give a damn how many people don't like what I do. What I do give a damn about, though, is I need six more people to hit that cash app and support the show. Press one in the chat room if you're going to be one of the six. Press one in the chat room if you're going to be one of the six. What's going on, sir? Ism? What's good with your player? Got Ism from the Macosphere, Jack. Yeah! <laughs> Shout out to Cave. He said, peace and blessings. Now we only need five. Now we only need five. See, Appreciate you, Justin. See, they'll never understand that. See, I'm a firm believer that in order to be an entrepreneur, you got to have some hustle in you. You got to have some hustle in you. Shout out to Peaceful Pulley for the triple up. You got to have some hustle in you, right? See, they don't understand that. See, they don't understand the concept of sales. They don't understand the ABCs. Always be closing and ask for the sale. They don't understand that. They don't understand. That's why they'll sit on YouTube for hours on end running their mouth and never expect none of the people they're entertaining to kick out any money. To me, that's a waste. To me, that's foolish. But hey, if that's what you want to do, be my guest. Baby, appreciate you. I ain't going to stop nobody from doing shit for free be my guest do it for free but i'm gonna ask you this question do netflix let you watch their shows for free does hulu let you watch their shows for free does geico insure you for free does the hospital fix you up for free does the restaurant you eat at give you food for free 
Does the gas station put gas in your car for free? No. Does Tony Robbins sell you his books for free? Excuse me. Does he give away his books for free? No. We live in America, Jack. Like Brad Pitt said at the end of Killing Them Softly. You want me to believe that we live in one world where everybody's holding hands, singing Kumbaya, and we're in some kind of utopia? Don't make me laugh. We live in a world where it's dog eat dog. We live in the rat race. We live in a world where capitalism is king. Everybody is trying to get a dollar. And if you are broke, you are going to live the worst life that anybody could live. If you have money, you're going to live a comfortable life into old age where you will live your life in old age in dignity instead of being a fucking 75 year old grocer who's bagging up some young niggas groceries. There's a guy that works at the Walmart here. There's a white guy working in the food section with a hairnet on. Every time I see him, he looks like he, he's saying to himself, fuck my life. So don't make me laugh with that shit. We live in a world of capitalism. And here on YouTube, you have white people, Asian people, people of other races making money hand over fist, getting rich. While you niggas are running around here talking about something for free. That's the problem. Black people, you need to get the word free and the word discount out of your fucking lexicon. Because that's the reason why you don't have shit. That's the reason why you don't have shit. Because you run around here thinking that everybody is supposed to give you something for free. When time is valuable. Skills are valuable. Knowledge is valuable. And none of it is fucking free. None of it. If it's worth having, it definitely ain't free. So I don't want to hear that shit. Fuck you, pay me. Or to quote the Joker from The Dark Knight, if you're good at something, never do it for free. And I'm good at this shit. I'm awesome at this shit. I'm awesome at this shit. And by my count, we only need four more people. Four. Four. Four foes and a four foe. Four foes, we need four more. Four. Four. Shout out to Don Jamal. He said, I still apply what you said about letting the audios played during sleep and the other tips you said about reprogramming your mind for success those methods help for real for real no doubt shamar appreciate you oh trust and believe i'm not i'm not gonna sit up here i'm not gonna sit up here and tell you some shit that don't work if i did some shit that didn't work i ain't gonna tell you to do that shit i'm not gonna tell you to do that I'm not going to tell you to do that. Like, for instance, there's a lot of you that might want to trade Bitcoin. I'm going to tell you right now, don't do that shit. Don't do it. 
because whenever you do a long, whenever you put some money up there and you do a long for like 10x or whatever, people can see that you're doing that. So what happens is whenever the price drops on Bitcoin and people put their longs up there, people will purposely drive the price of Bitcoin down so that you'll get liquidated. That's how they get the suckers out. It's better to get your Bitcoin and hold. That's better. That's better than trying to trade it. You feel me? I've lost a little bit trading. I've lost about $1,200 trading Bitcoin. But I've gained more holding it. You feel me? I've gained more holding it. In fact, if you can find a coin, if you can find a crypto coin that allows you to stake it, that's even smarter. Because then you can then you can utilize compound interest. Ah, swamp dog. I'm not gonna tell these people that trading is is better. I'm not gonna tell them that, bro. I'm not gonna tell them that. Cause they're cause they're new to it. If you if you if you're gonna trade, let me tell you something. If you're gonna trade Bitcoin, it'd be better if you already have a, a background in trading. Yeah, Grinch, that's what I do. Buy the dips. Buy the dips and hold. My little my little my little crypto portfolio looking real nice. It's looking real nice. It's looking real nice. Matter of fact, Grinch. You ain't got to say it in the chat, but you remember what you told me you tucked aside just for emergencies? My crypto portfolio is halfway there. It's halfway there. Yeah, hell yeah, that's gains. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, that's gains. But we getting down to the why. I need four more people, you guys. I need four more people to hit the cash app. I need four more people to hit the cash app. Yeah, it's, it's hard to day trade. The only way, I'm going to tell you the only way you can really day trade Bitcoin. You can day trade Bitcoin if you got a lot of money to work with. Because you're going to get some gains, but you're going to take some losses too. You're going to take some losses too, bro. You're going to take some losses. 
Do you have any? I ain't, I ain't messing with Safe Moon. I'm not messing with that. And I could be wrong, but I'm not messing with that. I ain't messing with that. Because it seemed like to me everybody is, everybody's jumping on new stuff. And, and every time they jump on something new, they talk about it like it's the Holy Grail, like it's the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I'm not, I'm not going to get into that hype. I'm not going to get into that hype. I'm only getting into the coins that have, I'm only getting into the coins that I've done research on that have a lot of good shit backing it. All right, now we got 288 people in here. I know I can get four more people to hit the cash app so I can get this 20. I, kn I know I can get four more people. Press one in the chat room if you one of the four people. Press one in the chat room if you one of the four people. No ones? Mm. And by the way, we might do a boss talk tonight because I want to talk about that chick, Micaiah Bradley, and all of the new stuff that's came out about her, which is ridiculous. Shout out to Dog Power. Appreciate you, bro. Now we only need three more. And Marie, what's good with you? Now we only need two more. Derek, what's good with you? Appreciate you. He says, salute, big bro. Now we only need one more. He said, especially tokens, smaller circulating supplies. And yo, this is what I want to know. So I got ADA. I got Cardano, which you can stake. What are the other coins that you can stake? Does anybody know? Y'all give me a couple of coins that you can stake. Does anybody know any of the coins you can stake? Andrew said, I pre said appreciate you, AM. Appreciate you, fam. I need some more coins that I can stake. Let's see. Algorand, Kusama, and Solano. Zeal, Tron, Vet are stakeable. You can stake Safe Moon. Safe Moon ain't even a penny yet, bruh. Safe Moon ain't even a penny yet. What what are they projecting Safe Moon is going to go to? What are they projecting? A dollar? Ten dollars? You said polka dot? Okay. Yeah, I got to get some polka dot.
Tezos. Let's see exactly why I got in on it. Long-term projection for this year on Safe Moon zero 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 point zero But right now, Safe Moon is is at zero point zero point zero 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 one, isn't it? Like, I'm trying to figure out how you're going to capitalize on, like, school me. I I really don't know. How are you going to capitalize on it if it's taking that long to get to a penny? Maybe I'm just thinking in old terms. I don't know. Appreciate the membership, Andrew. See, current safe moon is 0 0.0000491. Hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you would have to buy a lot of that. You would have to buy a lot of that to capitalize. Of any significance. You'd have to buy a lot of that to capitalize. Yo, Hold on. Like you'd have to buy, you'd have to buy a heap, like a whole heap. <laughs> yeah, bronze dip. You know, whenever I start talking Bitcoin, that's when everybody bounce because they don't understand it. Hey, shout out, shout out to PC. Appreciate you. Shout out to the famous Davis. He said, you getting back into do Doge, pin, click, clack. I got some Doge. I got a little bit of Doge. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to Ray Zone. He said, for your service to the community. Appreciate you, bro. Shout out to Alexander. He said, angry man, is there any way to buy Bitcoin without the purchasing fee? Nah. No. Not that I know of. The only thing you can do with the gas fees and, and, and all of that is to try to get the least fee, the lowest fee you can get, you know. Yeah, them fees, them fees are a beast. Them fees are a beast. 
Yeah, them fees are a beast. But in the long run, you'll benefit in the long run if you holding. If you holding, it's projected that you'll benefit. So, you know. One dude that does crypto mining and he's into crypto heavy, he told me the best way to do it is to buy buy the, the, the coin that has the most value, like uh, Bitcoin, and then convert it. And you can mitigate some of the fees because you're, you're trading a higher value coin for a lower value coin, which means you're going to get more of the coin you know what i'm saying or at least that's the way he explained it to me that's the way he explained it to me which makes sense you know what i'm saying so but this is not financial advice this is just me running my mouth you can do whatever the fuck you want to do shout out to the hodge twins but yo, let me get up out of here so I can get ready for tonight's show. Now that my AC is fixed, I think we will be doing a boss talk tonight. Like I said, I want to talk about the Micaiah Bradley. I think her last name is Bradley. I want to talk about that because apparently more stuff has came out about her and her family and all of that goofy shit. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that later on tonight. You said Bryant? Okay. Micaiah Bryant. My bad. We're going to talk about that later. Because <clears throat> that whole situation is goofy soup. And we got we to gotta talk about it, man. We got to talk about it. But, yo, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Like I said, when it comes to the crypto, you got to hold... You got a hole, you got a hole, you got a hole. You got a hole, you feel me? You got a hold. Andrew said, I'm making mad loot in crypto. Hey, join the club, bruh. Join the club. I be, I be looking at my crypto wallets on the daily and it always be going up. I be like, damn. I be like, sure. Let me find out. You feel me? But, like I said, man, I'm going to get up out of here. I'll be back later on tonight for Boss Talk. I've been irritable for the past couple of days because the AC was tripping. I don't like to be hot. I hate to be hot, bro. I hate to be hot. I hate to be hot, bro. I'd rather be cold than hot. Because when you hot, it's hardly anything you can do about it. When you cold, you can always dress warmer or put or get under some covers. But when you hot, bro, there literally ain't nothing you could do but sit under the fan. And even then, you're still uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Even then, you're still uncomfortable.
But oh yeah, this is for my boy. This is for my boy Pino Dickerson. This is for Pino Dickerson. You see what that say, Pino? It says ape shall never kill ape. <laughs> And that's what I meant when I said I got the colors in my jeans. Got the colors in the jeans. You feel me? With the stealths. You feel me? As for you, Pino Dickerson, since we all park apes over here, Since we all park apes over here, you feel me? Pino Dickerson, AKA King of the Nifnons. You talking about he king of the nigga nerds. No, you're not, you king of the Nifnons. You gotta be smart to be a nerd. <laughs> you gotta be smart to be a nerd. Yeah, he called me a park ape, bruh. Call me a park eight. Oh, he did? What was that? That was this past weekend? Was that this past weekend, Brosdip? Excuse me. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm going to show y'all. Let's see. Where is it at? I'm going to show y'all just so y'all see. Look. Y'all see that right there? He said, nobody's scared of you. You ghetto trash park ape. Y'all see that? Y'all see that? Y'all see that? I said, wow, tell us how you really feel, bro. Show us, show us, show us your true colors. Show us your true colors. Show us your true colors, bro. That's why I be, that's why I be trolling them about the ape shit all the time. Ebo Sosa says, see, he has now condemned himself from all redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Facts, Ebo Sosa. He does that because it makes him it makes him feel good to pretend that he's a white man. You feel me? That's why them niggas do that. Because they don't really consider themselves black. So they think saying, you know, a uh, uh, a racial slur, you know what I'm saying, makes them feel empowered. You feel me? But anyway, let me get up out of here. I'm going to get up out of here and I'm going to holler at you guys later. Y'all already know what it is with me. Stay conservative, my friends. You said Pino disappeared. Y'all haven't seen him lately?
Y'all haven't seen him lately? Said he got crackatosis. <laughs> he got crackatosis. But like I said, man, I'm going to holler at you guys later on tonight when I do a, um, if you don't get out of my face, Strag, get out of my face, get out of my face. I'm not interested, not even a little bit interested. She going to get out of the car, right, with a, with a big old booty, right, and then going to try to tug on the back of the shirt. Let me tell y'all something, all of y'all women with big asses, okay? If you don't want nobody staring at your ass, wear something that does not show off your ass. Because tugging on your shirt to try to pull it over your ass is not going to hide your ass, okay? It's not. It just isn't, right? It just isn't. You feel me? Ebo Sosa said, I've learned to tailor my sympathy. I feel you, bro. I feel you. But... See you guys later on tonight. Y'all already know what it is. Appreciate you for tuning in. Appreciate you for watching the show. Appreciate everybody that contributed. Y'all already know what it is. I'm going to holler at you guys later on tonight. Deuces.